We got this new track. It's called Tune Into the Podcast. Hey. And singing the beat. Tune Into the Podcast. Hey. Tune Into the Podcast. We on the couch. Tune into we got B Rav in the building. Hey. Give us some B Rav. Uh, Sing to the ladies and hey. the fellas. We pulling to the couch. It's called a podcast. Let me show you what to do. My name is B Rav. Hey. And I know how to do it. Let me show you all these girls I'm just pursuing. It's a freestyle, and we rocking it. Can you hear my voice? Are you liking it? What? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. We on the couch. We got bars. Hey. It's the DSC. Hey. <laughs> it's the DSC. <laughs> Tune in, like, subscribe. DSC yeah. underscore podcast. Be yeah. ready. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it is another day, so that means we have yet another part. It is your favorite podcast and mine, the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, and I'm your man, 50 Grand. Back from a short hiatus, it's me, Hadrico, and I would say to my left and my right, but social distancing is a real thing, and we are practicing it. So on my phone line to the right, we have... Cash, aka Exec P, baby. And then the phone line to the left, we have the disrespectful, the disgusting, the the beneath my shoe, disrespectful Tom Brady is the GOAT, best quarterback ever, and he better respect him. Oh, but I let him say his name now. Who are you? Mr. Prez. Love to hate you. Get ready, because <laughs> it's coming fast and furious the whole episode. It's vendetta. I'm spitting venom. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, you, I don't you. know if y'all caught the last part, but last part, we forgot. We have, we must apologize. We got on the National Airways and the prayers was drunk because he was drinking. <laughs> he came, he came <laughs> at your neck. Only a drunk man could sing. So <clears throat> before we get started, we got to go with the normal things. Fellas, how was your week? Uh, Cash, we'll start with you first. What's up, Cash? Oh, man, last week was uh, pretty light, man, uh, as far as... Uh, impact on the family man the wife had off most of the week so that was a that was a great thing it allowed me to, to go to work and you know be you know completely fine with everything that was going on in home life man but uh bruh you know it, it's getting real man i'm 12 hour shifts ain't, ain't nothing to mess with bro oh i understand that i definitely get that um judas i mean craig <laughs> Judas. <laughs> hey, so uh started planning out some events with the kids. Uh they're at home, so I gotta find something to do with them, keep them out of my hair. We had like a miniature picture day with the kids, planned out a field day with them, gonna do next week at the end of the week, and then graduation. Basically, I put in my two weeks, fellas. Oh okay. uh, I realized I ain't no teacher, I wasn't cut out for this. My two week notice is in. We're gonna get back to work soon. What about you? What about you? Here we go. Gentlemen. It's been a week from hell. I have not worked this hard in 20 years. I mean, the hours are long, the problems are never ending, and the fight to kill the virus is ongoing. Yeah. It's nice to I know to America is finally getting their money out of you. I don't know. No, they're they getting mine and yours because you ain't doing <laughs> They are getting more. I went to work on Tuesday at 630 in the morning. I got home at 9. I really had to rethink. I had to reconsider my life. I had to think about life choices. Because cash um, prayers, if, if I would have been doing hours like this the entire time, I may have been separated by now. I don't know if I would have been able to hang. 
Because what y'all don't understand is when I get done saving lives in the front lines in the battle against Corona, I got to come home and still be the principal teacher and everything else. Now, big ups to wifey. She still stays on the phone with the twins on FaceTime, stays up late and kind of gets them through their work. But then I got to come home and figure stuff out, you know, and then I was supposed to be off one day. And I was somewhat kind of off, but then I got called in for a urinalysis because, you know, maybe they thought I was going to smoke weed while Corona was going on. Who knows? But I had to go in and go take care of that because that was pertinent. I came back and these damn 13-year-olds bouncing off the wall. So prayers like you, I had to do an activity. You know what activity we did? What y'all did? We did a damn fire drill. Everybody out the house. Y'all go out. (laughs) Get out. Get out. I'll tell you when the fire drill's over. I locked their ass outside and told them to wear a mask and, co- and use hand sanitizer. It's, it, it, oh, my goodness. Hey, Time to hard. Pray. You scarred the renters do. I'm telling you. Safety first. Safety first. That's what we got to do. Keep your kids safe. I, but, yo, nah, in, in all stuff. honesty, fellas, what has been the, the most positive thing that has come out, come out of this so far uh, with you guys and spending a little bit more time with your family and, and, and her for you at work? What have you found out about yourself? <laughs> And I ain't built for this shit. <laughs> no, I'll, you know, on on a serious note, honestly, um, the, on a positive note, one thing that I've, I've kind of known, but just what my twins have shown me more so is just how resilient they are. You know, they literally, they take whatever situation that life gives us and they still kind of get after it. You know, even though they're taking online school, they still call me in the middle of the day like, Dad, I got all A's. My grades got up to all A's. Oh, I, Dad, I took this test. So they're still taking care of business. And so to have that peace of mind to know that they're still getting things taken care of. And on the work side of the house, man, um, to be real with you, and most people don't look at it this way, but and I actually do, you know, for the medical career field, we are literally in a real life war. It's not the conventional war that you see with bullets and guns, but on the medical side, we are at the front lines of this. So to go out there and really kind of fight this disease and try to find ways to help people get better and find ways to kind of treat people, it's a rewarding part of it. But at the same time, it's extremely exhausting. So to kind of see yourself have to go in that reserve and kind of and do things that you haven't normally done all the time, it's definitely it's rewarding. So it's just exhausting at the same time. True, nope. true. What, what about you, Prez, on the home front? So just going back to saying that, like, how much work they actually do at school. And I know they are even sending out the full workload to us uh, at home. But, like, right now, one of my kids, like, he be busy, like, all day. They they, they keep them, like, down with work. So uh, I kind of appreciate that a little bit more. Know that they're a little bit stressed, too, like, when they come home, even for the, being the age. They, they learn a lot. They do a lot. So they may be tired when they come home, too. So. If I don't learn anything, it's just like cut them a little slack a little bit when I come home. That's dope. That's dope, man. Uh, Hold on real quick, real quick. Hold on real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off, uh, Cash. Prez, I must disagree. They are giving a whole damn load. I'm looking at all these assignments they're giving these kids. I think the teacher's trying to get the whole year with me. <laughs> Yo, I, I you ain't sure. never lie. You ain't sure, never man. I'm trying lie. to cut them some slack and say they only yeah, give they giving them the They're giving them the whole damn They're giving load. them the big naive. I thought one assignment I could have scored said eighth grade. I'm like, wait a minute. What are we doing here? <laughs> I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I'm. It stresses me yeah. out how much work they got, to be honest with you. And trying to make sure they get it all done by the end of the week. It's just like, man, 
I got my own food work I need to Yo, take care we of. got our own got checklist. We got our own checklist for them alone and things that they got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like we've had to develop our own checklist to make sure they get after it or whatever because it's it's so much uh that they got to do hey. and that you that's on you right now, which is it's always been on you, but it it hasn't felt as heavy as as the the burden is now. So, I mean, I, I welcome it, man. I think uh the, the good part about everything is like, you know, being able to spend a lot of time with your kids and do, you know, talk about things you don't talk about because you have that limited amount of time. So like my oldest, we talking about what he wants to do when he grows up and really, you know, applying what he's good at, what he's not good at and what he can earn money from and, you know, passive income. Like we've had those talks. And then on the flip side, down to my, my youngest uh, baby girl, she actually likes me now. You know what I'm saying? Like she was like a mama's girl. <laughs> To the T, like, you know what I mean? Like, she would only mess with me. You know, her mom's not around. But now it's like, I want to go with daddy. I want to do what everything with daddy. And that's, like, rewarding because, you know, you drop them off at 6.30 a.m. at daycare. And you don't see them till 5.30 till you pick them up most nights. You know what I mean? So, you know, you, you can see how to get a, a attachment to other people more so than you because you have to work to support them. So, that's been the highlight of my time. And of course, you know, teaching your kids, uh, my five-year-old in kindergarten. So teaching him and kind of seeing his development and his excitement when he does get to see his classmates. So that's that's been the good part of everything. Yeah. And then uh, last but not least, man, all the uh, the essential workers out there, you know, military, civilian side, uh, hats off to you guys for continuing to, shit, I can say it, man, risk your damn life going out there. I mean, people make a lot of jokes about what's going on right now but to me man uh, and um the things we do day to day um work wise how you in the actual you know uh medical career field and myself as well um you know not actually in a hospital but you know making things move and, and people move it's it's a real thing man and i I think at this point, most of us know somebody that has it at this point uh as far as coronavirus and shit ain't a game you know what I mean so uh, especially back home for me on a personal note, you know what I'm saying, with New York and the the, the rise of the uh, confirmed cases there. So I got two grandmothers in their seven, late 70s and 80s who, you know, one lives without a whole lot of people and the other one lives with a house full of people who go to work. You know what I'm saying? So you can only imagine, like, you know, of course, I'm trying not to be overbearing, but... Those are the things that are going on in my mind and in my family where to where uh, it may not be affecting me on my home front as much. But, you know, we all we all got family that are out here and, you know, just do your part. If you have information to share to your family, do your part, man, because and reach out, man, because they they're, they need that information as well. As, uh, as far as uh, the real data and not the, the social media information. And I think that what you said to it plays a, a key role, you know. Social media has been a blessing and a curse in so many different factors when it comes down to these things. You know, social media can can give people what they need and can also enlighten you and lights underneath the fire. Whoever told people to buy the damn toilet paper first, for instance, you know, that whereas this disease has absolutely nothing to do with that. You know, but when you have these people who it affects in your family, you know, my mom, she's down in Miami, and I'm like, she calls me, I'm like, uh, oh, stay at home. I said, stay at home. Well, I want to go, no, stay home. Don't go nowhere. Don't do nothing. Because while I don't think she's going to go out and do something reckless, you can't control what other people are doing. Exactly. What other people's hygiene habits are. If they're hanging out with somebody who may have the disease or does or does not. So because you don't know, 
wow. you have to kind of shut everything down. And, and that's the thing that people don't do. And unfortunately, as much as I love where I'm from, I also realize where I'm from. Florida, I love y'all to death, but we got to be one of the dumbest states in the world when it comes down to doing what we're supposed to be doing. And I mean, we still at the beach. I mean, how, come on, how, how, foolish, how foolish can you get? So in those situations, you want to take as much precaution as you can. People got to realize this thing is not made up. Everybody wants to say, oh, the government, this is something they made up. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something the government don't do. The government don't lose money for free. They stop March Madness, the NBA, baseball, the Masters. Like, these are things that, that go like clockwork. You don't, you don't cut your money and then turn around and give away $2 trillion. That's not the way the world works. So it's serious. We need to do what we need to do. So hopefully we can actually get back to some bit of normalcy. And, but unfortunately, hopefully people take it serious, and I don't think they are. Yeah, but you named all those sports. But we do only have one sport that's still active right now, the NFL. Yo, it's your man, Rodrigo, from the Don't See On The Couch podcast. Hey, do me a favor, man. Go to all your social media, your Twitter, your Instagram, your YouTube, your Facebook. Find us, DSC underscore podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Hit us up. Peace. Oh, let's get into mm. it. Let's get it. Great, great segue. You know what, Prez? You're getting good at this, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna so tell you what. I'm gonna let you. You know what we talked about it last <laughs> week. So I'm gonna let, let you go ahead you. and have your piece this uh-uh. week. Let me tell hey, you what he's. Hudrico, you have the floor. Okay, let me start off here. You know, you guys last week talked about free agency, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be objective and talk free agency with you. First off, the moves that the Raiders made, I'm not going to be bitter and just attack the Raiders for their lackluster signings because of what he did to my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nelson Aguilar, if he can actually work on catching the, catching the football, he can be a good receiver. The problem is the, the gentleman, just that's just not a specialty. Jason Witten, I believe, was, was signed for the simple fact that they want him to teach Darren Waller how to be a professional. With some of the off-field issues that Darren's went through in his career, with the immense amount of talent that he has, you don't want him to regret, regress. So bringing in a guy like Jason to teach him how to be how to be effective without his athleticism. Jason Witten is about as athletic as a light pole, but he always finds a way to get open. He always finds the hole, and he always finds a way to make a play. He did that last year in Dallas when everybody laughed at the Dallas Cowboys for even having You know, so... Then some of the other signings that the Raiders had. I believe you guys signed a defensive tackle. I can't think of his name right now. Well, who did you sign? Um, I, see, I thought you watched all the film, Perez. Yeah, I thought you did. We Dallas, Malik. Uh, I uh, Malik Collins. There you go. Yeah. Believe it or not, I believe he's actually going to be a good signing for you guys. He gives you a good inside crash rusher and somebody who does a good job. So I believe the Raiders actually had a fairly decent um, signing free agent period. The team that I think made the biggest... Corey Lindsay, you ain't going to talk about that? Who? Bro, Rams, uh, uh, linebacker, Corey Littleton. No, I'm not going to talk about that. If I want to talk about that, I'll talk about that. (laughs) If I want to talk about a subpar linebacker that the Rams let go for a reason, then I would talk about that. But if you want to talk about a signing that's going to have no effect, then here we go. The 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 Rams wasted signing on Corey Littleton. There we go. Talk about it. Next, <laughs> the team that actually had a very good free agency is honestly the Miami Dolphins. 
the pieces that they brought in, Byron Jones, now he may have been overpaid, great signing. The offensive lineman that they got, Flowers. They got um, Shaq Lawson. They got, over there, I cannot say his name, um, Abadal from, Cle- from the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. L-B-A-H. I know nobody can pronounce the name. And who, you know, who knows? But they did some very, they, then they signed Van Noy, a pass rush specialist, specialist out of New England. And most people say, well, why Van Noy? You got to think about it. Their head coach came from New England. So therefore, he's very familiar with this individual and what he can and can't do. So I believe like some of the moves that the Dolphins made really puts them in a very good position to do some good things. Offensively, of course, they don't have the quarterback that they need for the future. But they still have five first-round draft picks. I mean, I mean, they got more first-rounders than anybody that I know. Man, and I it, it looks like they, they – uh, like I don't mean to cut you off, huh, but it, it looks like, uh, you know, your boy's revving up and starting to show his videos with uh, Tua as far as Tua goes. And I'm, I'm starting to hear a lot of chatter that they're just going to say F it and they're just going to go ahead and take a chance on Tua. So. Well, yeah, I mean, why not? You got five first-round draft picks. When you, so, when you yeah, have as many first-round draft picks as they do, you can actually take a chance on a guy like Tua. And honestly, is it really taking – I mean – if if without injury, I mean, I think everybody here can say Tua probably would have won the top three picks regardless. Joe Burrow is living off the hype of what just happened. I'm not saying he did not play well, but everybody knows he is destined to go to Cincinnati unless he pulls an Eli Eli Manning type coup and gets out of that position. I, th- but, I doubt it. He's a hometown kid, so he he looked crazy if he if he denied that. I, and I, and that's where I, that's why I don't think I don't see that happening. Jordan Howard, man, let me tell you something. Jordan Howard actually, he is not the Jordan Howard he once was in Chicago, but I still think he can or get Philly. the job done. Or Philly. Like I think the thing is like nobody nobody uh, I say in Chicago they didn't really believe in it. After that that first year that he had there, they got in uh what's his name? Cohen, right? After that. Uh ter- was it Tariq Cohen? I think so. Anyway, yeah, it was Tariq Cohen. Yeah, uh so and then he started doing, you know, his little, you know, uh, you know, fast little catching, scat back or whatever. Catching hit, the ball. Right, catching the ball and doing all that. And they went away from the traditional um, just See, hand, and, and hand high was, with the and ball. That's, and that's exactly what I was about to say. Jordan Howard needs to be in an offense that is a bruising downhill. Yeah, yeah give him the ball. So give him the ball. Good. And if you're not going to give him the ball like that, that's he's not going to excel. So I can't count Philly against him because Philly really was never a good fit for him to begin with. And then we Because so, we don't run it like that. Because that's not the way Philly kind of does their offense. So, but I still think him coming down to Miami is going to be a good look for him. Um, of course, I'm always going to have a hometown bias for Ballard, but if he can get healthy, I got he better do something this year because the NFL is not for long. It's a cruel place. Yeah, it's a cruel you know? place, and let you go, chew you up, and spit you out. So he, he's definitely a year that he's going to have to do something. You know, then you go to um, the Dallas Cowboys. You know. Everybody give them gives them flag for franchising Dak Prescott, and I still think that w- that wasn't necessarily the worst move. I am not sold on Dak. Prescott. The worst move was Amari Amari Cooper. Why would you give Amari Cooper money? Well, he's, a, he's a bargain. He's a bargain at that price, hold though. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Cash. Listen, Press. You got to stop getting in your feelings about previous relationships just because it didn't work out with you. <laughs> Amari Cooper went to the Dallas Cowboys and was a productive receiver for them. You can hate Amari Cooper all you want, and you can say, well, he did that for us for one year, and then he fell off. I get that. 
but I believe tons of Dallas game. fans will disagree with you. He played for the one the, the first year that they got him, he came there and balled out. This last year, he took games off just like he did. He balled out for Oakland one year, and then he started taking games off. He has a mindset problem. What about that, 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 one game, then, that one game where he took himself out late, late in the game? Out the game. This is what Amari Cooper does. That's what I'm saying don't pay him. The dude, like, when he's actually playing ball, he, he can catch. He's amazing. I, I'll give him that. Like, he had the one year, but then, like, he gets lazy. He has a different mindset. I tell you what, Amari Cooper, I still think for the price they got him for, and you have to think the NFL market for receivers, and on every position, it goes up every year. And and like you so, said, Hud, Hud I'm, I'm, I'm going to just jump in. But, the you know, the cap is going up as well, so he won't be the highest or – the third highest paid receiver for long. As soon as that shit goes up, it's a it's a wrap for him. So like they got him on a bargain, and and you got to pay him well, you, because you, you, who else you, you did Dak have did. to throw to? You actually did because I'm gonna tell you something else. I'm gonna tell you who's about to be the highest paid. You know, everybody laughed at the Houston Texans, and I'm not saying they made a great trade, but DeAndre Hopkins had three years left, but he wants to renegotiate. And if you think he's gonna go to Arizona and not renegotiate that deal to be the highest paid receiver which I cannot say he doesn't deserve because, I mean, everybody knows that this young man is probably, he is easily in the top three of wide receivers and if in the he, NFL. Yeah, yeah, Hutton, if you're talking availability, he hey. might be the best. You're right. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to say I love that move. I love that trade. The trade, especially for the Oakland Raiders because, like, if it was another team that was going to take a, a wide receiver ahead of Oakland and take out Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb ahead of time, it was going to be – uh, Arizona. So now I see in the draft that it's a strong possibility that we get to take the first wide receiver off the board, which, hey, don't worry. Get on don't worry. The Oakland Raiders are going to select the puncher. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey that, that's, been your, that's been your team see, as of late, huh? Yeah. Um, Y'all pick a punter the no last three drafts. We, we, we have not. We have not <laughs> picked a punter. I like how he's just glazing over that he's haven't talked about all these books. He he ain't excited about them. That tells oh, no, no, you no, 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 no. Have you have you not heard? Have you not heard the saying? You save the best for last. But before we get to the magnificent Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. there's still one more thing we need to touch over. One more thing we need to talk about for free agents. Another arms plan. Tom Brady, baby. Let me tell you something. Listen, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have single-handedly, single-handedly put themselves at the very least in the conference finals. Uh, we're going for the NC Championship. I, I, I don't, don't see what, y'all beat y'all not beating the Saints twice. Okay, so okay, let me tell you something. First off, you're wrong. We beat the Saints. We split with the Saints. Saints with Jameis Winston. So how are we not going to beat them with, with when you have? Um, Tom Brady, you're foolish. Okay, everybody uh, uh, talked about that. You, you, Hold you on, wait, 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 wait. You had your week to talk your foolishness. <laughs> shut, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Listen, the Saints picked up, um, what's his name? Emmanuel Sanders. Please stop. I'm, I need us to please stop acting like this. I need us to please stop like this is the Emmanuel Sanders from the Denver Broncos from four years ago before the before the injury. Okay, I thought you was going him. somewhere else with that. That's why I was like, ah, he, he don't yeah. he don't need he don't need to he be don't there. need to be. He's not the number one. He doesn't. You're right. He's not the number one. What I'm what I was saying was basically, um, 
everybody making this comparison, talking about we can't beat the Saints. First off, whether you like it or not, Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay makes this offense damn near unstoppable. Like, you cannot cover it when you have two pro bowlers, two solid tight ends. Ronald Jones actually becomes somewhat of a decent back if we don't go find another back because Tom Brady is three times the quarterback that Jameis Winston was. Now, you made a comment on your last little funky-ass pod talking about, well, he don't throw the deep ball. And Cash, I appreciate you because, you know, you actually made a common-sense-ass reference when you said, who the hell was he going to throw the deep to? He had no deep threats. Then you said on the last part, Mr. Perez, well, you know, he got that. That's probably the best duo in, with the Saints with him and Mike Thomas. Man, whatever you was drinking, you need to spike it or put some Coke in it or something because you was drinking straight ammonia. You, what are you talking about? <laughs> Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. I know you don't like Tom Brady because of the tuck rule. I know you don't like Tom Brady because he has torched your Raiders and get haunted you from all those years past. But if you're going to sit here and pretend like getting the greatest quarterback of all time on an offense and a team that went seven and nine, that had 30 interceptions, 30 interceptions. And now you add a quarterback who is more effective with the ball, who gets rid of the ball quicker because you made the comment about, oh, he's going to run for his life because of the offensive line. You know how long Jameis Winston holds the football? If you go back, and if we're going to actually be actual factuals, now, mind you, Jameis, I love him. I appreciate what he did. But Tom Brady gets rid of that ball a whole lot faster, a whole lot more efficient, and a whole lot in better situations. And now you add Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait. Man, stop it. And then on top of this, you bring back Sue. You bring back Jason Pierre-Paul. You bring back Shaq Barrett. You still got David. You still got um, De Devin White. You still got the secondary that was young and got a chance to grow because the defense was actually rated number one against the run last year. If we want to go through stats. How do you not put this team in the top of the NFC? I'm going to tell you why. Who's y'all backup? It Who's your backup be quarterback? Hey, exactly. You know and that's the reason you're going to lose because by week four, that's what you're going to be dealing with. And he ain't going to throw shit. Okay, so, <laughs> so you're saying, so what you're saying, you're bracing your whole preface is saying when Tom Brady gets hurt, that's going to be old as hell out. and he's going to be out by old. Or he's going to have some type of hey, nonsense going on. Let, let me be honest and be the buffer here. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold you on. Wait, 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 wait. One question. Yeah, all right, go ahead. One question. So, Chris, if Brady does not get hurt, what do we finish? Uh, I still think, I don't think that's a possibility at all. Okay, so we're in fairy. At forty-three. So we're tell in, me, tell me, we're in, in fairytale no. land. No, we not. Look at anybody else that's over that's in that in that age group who was great, who failed, who who continued to be have success uh, in the NFL after that. Jerry Rice couldn't do it. Then a Terry dumbass couldn't do it last year. Uh, like, Are you talking? Let me say. Let me. Let me. Let me position. put it. Let me. Let me put it. Let, couldn't do it. Like, let oh me put God. it out there. Let me put it out there. Like it's not gonna happen. But let Red me put it out there. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. About? Yeah. You are. You. you yeah, I, I got to step in here. Like really? I said. Like, like I said last week. Y'all remember yeah. this number? Number forty-four. It don't matter. It don't matter. Tom throws that shit out of bounds in the dirt, wherever, to avoid a sack or interception. So he gonna stay. He gonna take some hits. Or whatever, but at the end of the day, man, 
what HUD's team needs to address is that line. If that line is solid and they block like their lives depend on it, oh, the sky's the limit for that offense. HUD also mentioned something the week before last when he was talking about uh, their defense and whatever ranking they are. So to speak to that, there's a lot of teams who have these, these, these numbers that fool you. I don't remember last year the Bucks defense being all that that scary, if that if that makes sense to you. So mm-hmm. that's the other question mark is can they do it on a consistent basis? Not not, you know what I'm saying, not being, you know, thrown into the fire how Jameis had them. And can they protect Tom Brady? Because that's the number one thing, that offensive line and their entire defense. Because I'm not saying that I know everything about the Bucks, but what I'm saying is they didn't jump off the page as far as in, in, in the talks and the grand scheme of things in the NFL as having a vaunted defense that anybody should be scared of. I know. So, and I, I will give you that. I will give, I will give you that cash, but here's what I will tell you. Um, 19 and a half sacks from anybody leading the NFL in sacks is no small feat by anybody. Cause when you say you lead the NFL and that's that, that covers all teams. That's what Shaq Barrett put up last year. Now their defense are, and when I say their defense, I'm talking about Tampa Bay. It is hard to be vaunted when your quarterback gives 30 extra freaking possessions. And out of the 30, six of them, or maybe nine, converted into touchdowns. So you didn't even get a chance to stop the team. I don't care who, I don't care if you got the 85 Bears. If we don't, now we're talking football, X's and O's, coaching football. And if I don't, I don't know nothing about everything, but I know a little bit about that. You cannot give the NFL teams 30 extra possessions and say, hey, be the best team and make everybody scared of you. Hey, I can tell you what, though. I can see Jameis, like, uh, just getting passed around the league being a new Fitzgerald for about 10 years. <laughs> hey, I don't – I don't. you know what, Prez, I don't see it any other way. But, like, I was looking for a place for him to end up, and I don't really see a spot I'm gonna tell you, that, I'm gonna where tell you he what, starts I'm gonna tell you, right away. I'm going to tell you what he should do. I'm going to tell you what Jameis should do and what's going to happen. What Jameis Winston should do, but he's not going to do, Jameis Winston needs to sign a backup deal and stay his ass in Tampa and learn learn from Tom Brady. That's what he needs to do. If we're going to be honest, let me tell you what needs to happen. Prez, this is the only advice I'm going to give you and your GM and your team and your staff. If anybody got any good sense and you need a quarterback, if you won't even know, if you unsure about your quarterback. Now, y'all went and signed Marcus Mariota, which is a very good looking pick. Heisman. But, the Heisman. But, Okay, stop it all the Heisman shit. It's the reason why he got you signing for that cheap, it, which is a great quarterback competition. But the person y'all should have went after, the person the Chargers need to go after, the Bears should have went after, and the Jags need to go after. Does y'all realize Cam Newton is healthy? Cam Newton has not been healthy in a, um, a billion years. And this dude is sitting there with a chip on his shoulder. If we didn't get Tom Brady, I would have been the biggest Cam Brady, uh, Tom, uh, Cam Newton supporter ever. But we got to go, and my quarterback's better than all of y'all, so I ain't got to kill him. No, no, I think I think we mentioned that last week. I was saying like uh, I think uh, no, last week all you mentioned was foolish shit. <laughs> are y'all are y'all done? Are y'all done? Is this our finish? No, well, well, uh, I'm just saying like uh, Cam, they Carolina put him in a bad position. If if he was available two days before, I don't think we signed Mariota. I think I, I can, I can agree with that. I can agree with that, and I think Carolina is actually making the wrong decision. When I, first off, Teddy Bridgewater 
It's not better than Cam. It's not better than Cam and Teddy Bridgewater. Never has been. Never will be. He is really he 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 was a product of that damn system with Sean Payton. He did well for a couple games, and now he got everybody hyped. He's like he's basically the Black Matt Castle. Everybody think, oh yeah, you did good. You finna be the man. Now you better hope Cam Brady don't go to damn New England. But is that wrong though? Is that wrong though? Like if he if he literally. That just goes to show you with a lot of these these guys like uh um Bridgewater, if a team is built around them offensively, they can excel. They just don't do the shit. So is is he really a Matt Castle or could he grow in that system with those guys? You know what I mean? Carolina, and be better. But Carolina, Carolina's offense is not like New Orleans. Oh, you got a point there. You got a point there. So now I tell you what, that would be scary. Imagine if Cam Newton goes to New England. I don't think Cam can make it in New England, but that would be a sight to see. Yeah, I would definitely. Oh, I'd be glued in to watch that. I would want it to work. Well, at the, look, at the end of the day, I know one thing that we had in the notes was like people that we hope to see our teams pick up in the draft. Yeah, was who, who oh, are yeah, the two yeah. or three teams? Um, a couple of people that I would like to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers picked up. Honestly. I want us to pick up an offensive tackle, which is, you know, it's never a sexy pick to pick up an offensive lineman, but to pick up a young tackle to help protect, to help protect the franchise. I mean, because Brady is a franchise and you make a good point. You have to protect him. We did sign a lineman from the Colts, which is a good signing. But at the same time, to pick up a nice young piece that can protect would be a good look. Um, I've always been a fan of Delpit, the safety out of uh, LSU. Um, I would love to see if we can snatch him and bring him into the fold and then if we can somehow in the third round sneak in and get a guy like Cam Akers out of Florida State at the running back position or Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, man, look here. You, you can have the rest of the draft because we're, we're going Super Bowl. What about you, Brad? What you what you looking forward man, to as far as the draft goes? I know it's not going to happen. I know nobody does this dumb shit, but I would love to see it. I would love for the Raiders to go out. Let's say pick up uh, Tom Brady. No, you can't have Tom Brady. We already got Tom Brady. <laughs> Come on, man. He said, "Stop. Who do you want from the draft?" Oh, if we pick up, if we pick up either two of those uh, number one wide receivers, like if we pick up uh, Judy and then pick up Rose, let them stay on the same team together. Or if we pick up uh, CD Lamb, that'd be the dream. But like, uh, I, I don't think they'll go that route. I think we need to get like CD and then they'll pick up a linebacker safety with the second pick. Which uh, Keith Murray, I, I would like to still see. I know he had the little hamstring issue during the combine, but I still think like best overall, like that would be a good fit. Uh, let him play behind Corey Littleton for a bit. Okay. I also wouldn't mind us picking up a, a rookie quarterback late when you got a guy like Brady to show him. When you got a guy like Brady, you need to use the most you can get out of those two years. Him to teach somebody something. He's not gonna last two years, bro. The last four games. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, but as for me, man, just seeing where we're at in the draft, man, um, I, I don't doubt anything as far as Howie Roseman being able to, you know, get up. So, of course, I would want Judy, but I don't think we we get up from 21. So, I, I'm I'm looking at a old buddy from uh, um, LSU, Justin Jefferson or, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he can move over to the X receiver at some point because, I mean, we're keeping Alshon. I've been – Looking at that, the Philly, uh, the podcast, whatever it is, Philly, I've been looking to see what we're doing with Alshon. So it looks like we're going to keep him and rework his contract. So we need somebody at the X receiver that's going to be healthy or that can, you know, take the top off the field. So and hopefully if we got uh, Jackson back, that'll be some help as well. But, uh, you know, so he can play the slot and that's what kind of what he came from at LSU. 
as far as with Joe Burrow. So I'm I'm cool with him as far as 21. Uh, also, Henry Ruggs from Alabama. And then uh, if we don't get Jefferson for some reason, I like old boy that was in Clemson, uh, T. Higgins. So I would uh, – and he's a true X receiver. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember seeing him uh, ball out in some of the catches he had last year. So those are my top two guys, man, Justin Jefferson and uh, T. Higgins. Yeah, Real, those realistically. So those are some solid sound picks. Uh, what what have y'all been listening to as of late, though? Hey, yo, it's your boy, The Press. If you like what we've been doing, the topics we've been discussing, like, link, share, subscribe, and keep listening for more topics that'll keep your ass off the couch. Man, so these last two weeks, man, I've been... I've been enjoying this shit, man. 2020 has been terrible as far as everything outside of, um, you know, music. <laughs> but uh, as far as people dropping, it just seems like they ain't stopping, man. So between the last two weeks, man, uh, you know, The Weeknd dropped, Party Next Door. Uh, who else? Uh, Jeezy dropped. Join the Lucas finally dropped. Uh, Childers Gambino. So, I mean, we got a lot to discuss, man. Uh, those are the main ones that kind of stick out as far as from the last time we potted. I, I let her choose where you want to start at. I well, first of all, I, um, I listened to a lot of the different things. I listened to the Jeezy, you know, seven tracks was like a little bit of an appetizer. I wasn't, um, to be honest with you, I wasn't necessarily overly impressed by it. Um, I mean, it was Jeezy. Yeah, you know. I'm going to take a different route on that. I definitely think that Jeezy was fire. I think having seven tracks let him focus a little bit more, and this is the best product he can put out uh, in the past couple of years, this past couple of albums that he had, uh-huh. like just being that little shortened and more focused. Uh, the 2020, I, I'm actually liking I, I got it on the constant little rotation right now. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm, I'm right there with you on the Jeezy 2020 uh, Pyrex Vision, man. Popping 2020 Pyrex Vision with this the um, you know EP title and uh, – Keep going were the ones that stuck out to me right off the bat to where I was like, yo, this is classic uh thug motivation 101. Yeah. Jeezy, you know what I'm saying? And um, this is one of them joints I could throw in there. Me personally, that instantly goes to the gym rotation. Boom, just throw mm-hmm. that in there. And then it's it's like I said, it's classic Jeezy. Seven songs, no filler. And you know, Jeezy deserves to have those type of albums. So all he really needed was three more songs, and that shit is an album. You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, well, this this can work for him. This this type of uh, if he coming with this type of stuff, where uh, I don't know if you saw the interview with Charlemagne and him uh, sitting on his granny, uh, his auntie porch. Did y'all nah, see, I didn't it? see? Oh yeah, no, nah, tell yeah. me about it. You got to watch that. So uh, he was just kind of talk. It was like right before his last album dropped. But I, I'm wondering, like, if that's the vi- if this is the vision on where he's going moving forward to where his uh so quote unquote statue of limitations is up on things he can speak on. Then I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm all in for it to hear about all his uh his past exploits. You know what I mean? So oh okay, uh so he's gonna go more the the Rick Ross route. Uh, you know yeah yeah a just kind of diving diving a little deeper into the stories that he couldn't tell. Um, but shit to me, he's told a lot of stories. Uh, to yeah. where you talk about hiding yams in the auntie house and all these other you know people cousin and having to fight his uncles that crossed them. So mm-hmm. uh, you know. Like I said, man, it, it ain't nothing to, at by the end of the year to be, you know, fodder. 
But for right now, it, it's a good effort yeah. to come out to. And yeah. I think he could probably has an album coming in uh, late this year, to be honest with you. Uh, those, no, are the best al- those are the better albums when you can actually like speak on stuff that you actually did. You know, it sounds more genuine. It just comes across as better, as better music, in my opinion. So, Oh, yeah. For now, sure, the sure. album that I did listen to that I actually was actually that I did like, I did like the Slim Thug. I like yeah. that. But I, I thought Slim Thug kind of went ham and that song Thug Life. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Probably as strongly on repeat. Now, I don't know if that's because I relate to it for the simple fact that you relate to Thug I, Life. Well, I relate to it because how he talks about <laughs> the rappers nowadays compared to the rappers. You know what? So, so disrespectful. Go ahead. He's go so ahead. disrespectful. Go ahead. You know what? Explain, you know explain. Fuck, fuck both of y'all. You know that. How about that? <laughs> I relate to it so much. He was like, <laughs> I relate to Thug. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> oh, man. I needed hey, that. Hey, so Slim Thug. I needed that last. Go ahead, huh? Finish up. The, the, so you related to Thug Life. Anyways, I related to the song because I like the message he was saying with the song, like how raps don't change from how like these dudes wearing purses and this other stuff and how it wasn't like that when we first cause when I first started listening to music, it wasn't even we wasn't on this stuff. How Thug Life and all this other stuff meant something different. Um I like the Slim Stug has always kind of had that 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 delivery of a you know, it's that Houston slow down type of you hear everything he's saying. You can hear the bars. It's not hidden behind the beat and behind the auto tune and all the other good stuff. You just actually hear what he's trying. You can hear what he's saying. So therefore, for me, I actually felt like it was a real good album. Ten tracks. Um, I would say at least seven of them. That I really felt that I really felt strongly about. But um, I, I agree. One that that thug life was that stuck out to me tremendously the the beat play and the beat work so whoever was producing it i felt like he did a really good job with the album and kind of for him because you really ain't heard from slim thug in so long you know because when you think of slim thug you think more of his more commercially tracks you know slim thug you know all that right, stuff. but right. this was actually where he kind of went back to to rapping and I kind of felt like the only thing that would have made this album better if he would have had a feature with like uh, Bum B. Like I think that's probably the only thing he could have did to take it to another level. So yeah, with that with that said, Hud, I think you know what caught you, and, and you probably might be the, it might be the same for you too, Perez. Is I'm a sucker for samples. So yeah, every yeah. Yep. single song yep. had a, either a, a a sample as far as the voice in it, or it was an old joint that you were like, yeah. oh, I love this song, and then. When you do those type of things, you have to deliver on that sample as well. You know what I mean? So, you just can't use it. So for me, I was like, yo, this was one of those out of nowhere joints where I wasn't even checking for a new Slim Thug anything. But it firmly will be, oh, this this is in here. Like, I got to listen to this on a consistent basis because he, he won. He kind of won the weekend as far as albums and hip hop. So I'm going to tell you what I think it is on that. And I, I think that uh, what to start happening is our rappers from our little time frame to start trying to chase the new sound. Yeah, they yeah. just stopped trying to be that. They didn't went back to just like what worked for them, and and just putting out classic, more classic albums. And there's a space in in uh, hip hop for both of them. Like you can be the new age, or you can team up with them, but keep your style, man. Be you. Don't That's what we love. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is what we love you for. 
Exactly. And and like I said, that's what happened with Jeezy last couple of hours. He tried to incorporate some of that new producers, new sounds on it, and then just getting back to the grimy, the gritty. Right, like, you get back with that, your shorty that, that, reds. That, 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 that and, trap music. Yeah. yeah, man. That's that's where it's at. And uh and, yeah, and they they making great albums. They put not great work again. And I'm glad for that, man. I'm hey people stay in your lane and do what you do oh, keep so, making good music so real quick before it, you know hey. of course if you listen it's, it's slim thug the album's called thug life um we we ain't mentioned that um but we gotta do a better job of that anyway but what else did hey, you whoa, like whoa, whoa, whoa. i do want to mention one thing because i'm a conspiracy theorist at this point too <laughs> some things man and i do want to point out that i haven't heard from slim thug like just being in the publicity uh the public eye for a minute. <laughs> I know where you go. And then he this. and then he come out the coronavirus. And then two days later I see he got an album. <laughs> so on. I'm not saying he don't have it. I'm not saying that, but I'm like, man, was that sound like a hell of a PR move? I know how, how stuff works back behind the scenes and stuff like that was a good PR move. He got put on like everything just talking about it. Uh hey, but hey, hope you do end- better if you do have it, but if they that he do, he do, he do. Perfectly, he like do. That, that publicity worked perfectly. You going into this album, but at the end of the day, the music jamming. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't mad at him at all. Yeah. I ain't just mad at how it really worked out. I'm just saying, hey, if you look at things like, ah, I see, I see what you did, that slam. <laughs> hey man, you know you got you got to capitalize, man. You know he feeling fine. He's like, you know what, know what, I'm gonna put it out there, and then I'm gonna drop this album as well that I was gonna drop anyway, and you know it is what it is. Uh, what else did you like from uh, the Slim Thug album? Um, so the other songs that I like to hold, let me pull up the list right now because I was actually listening to it before before we um got on here today. Man, we we ain't got to point out every little song. No, I, I said what other songs. What was his like? What was his joints that he liked? Okay. Not not a deep dive into why he liked them. So just... not a deep dive. I like both eyes open too. I like that song. Um, that was another song that I liked it off that. Um, and then won't be alone. Won't be long. I like okay. that one as well. What about you, um, Prez? Uh, the one with Scarface? Yeah. yeah. Which one was that one? I ain't got it up. I just got the ones I like. Uh, Both Eyes Open. Okay. Yeah, that one. Um, that one was that was, the one. That was a hard one. And then, uh, then the other one uh, with Zero. Okay, okay. Uh, Shit, I like uh, Thug Life as well. Paradise, Standing Alone, and uh, My Shoes. So those are the ones shoes, that uh, yeah. st- stuck out to me. Stuck out to yeah. me. Uh, she so we got we got Jeezy, twenty twenty Pop Rex Vision, Slim Thug, Thug Life. Uh, the last hip hop one it looks like we got on the list is uh, Join the Lucas, which Join is the Lucas. Long, so, long can time I, can, coming. Can I start? Can I start? With oh, that? I know, I know, this is your guy. No, believe it or not, I'm so be honest with you. First off, which was very alarming, as I turned the Join the Lucas on, my thirteen year old was like, "Is this Join the Lucas?" I'm like, "How the hell you know this Join the Lucas?" He got good taste. Yo, this journal Lucas, he got some, he actually kind of went ham. Like he went oh, in. Yeah. And his, he got some some uh, in the words of Stephen A. Smith, some of his soliloquies. Uh my man man got some bars. I was actually very impressed with what he put together to the point that you I don't automatically download them. I just kind of hear them. And if it catch me, I keep going. But yeah, this got immediately downloaded. And I haven't even got through everything yet. To be honest, but from what I got from like the first seven, eight songs, 
I was thoroughly impressed with what he's done with this album. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, over the past two years, uh, him just, like, dropping these little albums, or it's been a year and a half now, whatever, uh, just dropping the songs and stuff like that. I'm glad this project is finally out in full. Uh, love the new uh, video that he just dropped for Will. Great song, great play, uh, getting all those uh, movie titles up in there as yeah, well. Yeah, that was dope. And, have you seen the video? Have y'all both seen the video? I haven't. And that's... And that's the thing about Jordan Lucas, just his creativity with songs and videos, like how he has the whole plan to make everything work to get the whole visual picture of what he's trying to do. That's what makes him like stand out to me. Uh, because, it, yeah, man, like that's 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 where his strengths are. And he played to those throughout this whole album. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the album as well. Um, this is Rapidy Rap at its finest. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, I just wish I think uh, as far as a first album. Um, I'll probably say uh, it was it was crafted really well as far as the ADHD and him kind of just letting people know that that you know that's what he has in the skits with Kevin Hart. I think he also had uh Chris Tucker on there. So, yo, well well done as far as the the thought process and and bringing it together. I would just say um, you know, like I like Broken Stupid, The War because he got the uh, what's that us. Uh, Dear dear Summer, I know you're going to miss me. That Broken Stupid, that's the same beat as that. So, of course, he tugged at my heartstrings with that. Uh, The War, ADHD, ISIS, I Love, Will. So, once we, and these are just the ones I wanted to mention as far as, okay, these are the ones that stuck out to me. But I can easily go to the joint with Timbaland on there where he Tim bands. Yeah. Right, that's the one I still like. Hey, every time that song come on, right? Man, so it's, 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 it's it, once you start getting into that with somebody, even if the album ain't for you, you can't deny that this. Oh, this is cold. This this is hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like even if the album isn't for you, it's hard, and you can't mm-hmm. deny that. So I say, well done, Joiner. Uh, it was well worth the wait. You put it together, and um, I'm not gonna say classic or anything like that, but this is. Your name is in the in the ring as far as uh, you know one of the albums that we're going to discuss at the end of the year. So uh, I, I don't know where to cap- uh, put the next one. Childish Gambino. Yeah, there is no is category. It R&B, is it? There is no category uh, with this guy, man. It's just music to me. Um, so I I like it, man. As far as just a switch up, because I I can't you know I, as much as I love hip hop, man. When I when I'm not listening to it, I need something. You know, I need something to groove to, man. That doesn't necessarily have a, a hip hop vibe. So there's there's quite a few songs on here that I actually like. Um, so twelve thirty eight, time nineteen ten, and forty two twenty six. So if y'all like what I, what what the hell are you listing? That the, the, the most of the album doesn't have no damn titles. <laughs> you know what and I mean? That is why I think I became frustrated. With the whole album, like I didn't go into it with a good outlook because what in the world you got here? You trying to set this new standard? You trying to do all this? Or, oh, you just music just blended out there? I ain't gonna give you no samples of what's really on it. Type, uh, let you, you must pick it. Uh, but do you need it? It name? works for some people. It, it works for some people. It works for you. When it comes to me and how I, I like, no, I was already like, man, what the hell are you trying to do right here? And then I was checking out. And then this album, like I may have to come back to it later on, but I just wasn't in the mood for it, and I didn't, I didn't really feel it. Yeah, it was. Just, I think you I... listened to all this hip hop and shit, and then you got to the childish, and you was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm cool on it. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's right up my alley. Long ass songs, multiple beat switches within the songs, um, crazy ass lyrics. If you're actually listening to his lyrics, and you know, and this, he definitely on his intergalactic prince vibes and shit on here. ADHD. 
Yeah. We so. just talk about that. That what you got to have to be stay focused. Yeah. <laughs> or actually pay attention on that. <laughs> I, I just absolutely, <laughs> I, I absolutely agree with you, man. And uh, you know what? With all that said, I don't care. I like it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you do. Hopefully, it's on your list, and I had to re-listen to it later on in the yeah. year. But uh, if it's not, I probably won't go back. I'm just yeah, it might it might be on my it might it might fall more into the the R and B lane. But uh, these next three. I'm excited to okay. speak on. Okay. So we, where you want to start? We can start with the weekend because his came out. Uh, we ain't discussed it last week because anytime just, the weekend drop, I'm 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 with it. I'm listening to it. I, one of the one of the good R&B singers that I, I look forward to uh, never lets me down on the music that he drops. I always have a little mood feeling. Uh, great voice. Uh, so on top of that, always good song structure. So. Yeah, I love this weekend album. I, I don't have nothing in particular that's standing out, but I'm I'm replaying the whole album over and over, and I'm not uh, checking out on any song. You know? Yeah, man. I, like I said, man. I've for me, it's not dark enough as far as the old weekend vibes, as far as the things that he's talking about. But maybe he's not on drugs as much as he used to be. And for that, that's a win, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I'm saying. But you know, to me, he's like mixing mixing uh, weird poppy sounds and into the dark vibes, and you know that's what he's known for. So to me, it's like I'm not mad at the random EDM things that he's throwing in there at random times uh, throughout the album. But you know, he still has more than enough that fulfilled me as far as an album. So it's not a bad it's not a bad album by no means. But you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, so I listened to a little bit of it. I mean, at the weekend, he's a good R&B uh, artist. He's just not your traditional R&B artist. You know, it's yeah. definitely not going to get the same thing that you get from him. But I mean, it's, good, it's still a good album. Yeah, I, I would say just listen to just listen to his lyrics on in uh, the songs that I liked immediately were Escape from L.A., Scared to Live, Snow Child and uh, Too Late. Just listen to his lyrics on those. And then he more like a rap he more like a rapper when he's saying certain things about the women he's dealing with or whatever. Yeah. And, and maybe best, maybe you can relate down the line. You know what I'm saying? Escape, down the, the line. Yeah. The Escape for LA is the one I would say, like, hey, definitely go listen to it. Yeah. So um, you know, with that said, man, we we'll move on to party next door. So I've been looking forward to this one and, and uh one of these He's he's arrived type albums from Party because I've been a, a fan of him for quite some time with all the work he's done with Drake and just on his own writing for Rihanna and stuff like that. Like this this is the one for him, in my opinion. In my opinion. Um so I gotta say this probably firmly at the it might be firmly at the top the more and more I sit with it, but the first if the first four or five joints is banging to me, just in my ear palette, then I got to say, it's probably going to be up there for me at the end of the year. It ain't going nowhere. So, again, like I said with The weekend, you just got to listen to the lyrics and uh, listen to joints like Savage Anthem, Believe It, PGT. If you listening for weekend, that's weekend at its finest, man. Not weekend, uh, Party Next Door at its finest, man. So it's, it's Party Next Door voice. I just don't. It don't blend well. It don't catch me. It don't make me want to replay songs. Uh, his writing... When he writes for other people and like puts out stuff, I'm, I'm instantly like in love with these songs. But when he when he does it and when he gets on the album, I'm just checked out like half the time. He just don't it, it just don't grab me from the from the jump. And unfortunately, that's what this one is right here. Like it didn't grab me. I just like breeze through the song and nothing really like 
his voice ain't captivating. I okay. Hate to say it that way. I mean, that's the only way I can I can talk about it. But like the dude, like like you're saying, like his his lyrics and when he writes these songs for other people, like it's amazing. Yeah, hey man, you know, live your truth, man. If that's how you feel, you know, we're gonna add him when we post everything. So hopefully he agrees with you. Or not. <laughs> but uh the, ne- <laughs> the next joint is uh Jesse Reyes. Uh, I've been listening to her for quite some time, man, as far as uh what she's been doing and she has a unique voice if you if you had the chance yes. to, to listen to it. So her album's called Before Love Came to Kill Us. Hud, I know you haven't gotten a chance to listen to it. I was just gonna say, um I, I won't even sit here and pretend and and, and and disgrace our listeners with a with a review of something I haven't heard. So I'm gonna have to trust you guys on this one and listen so, and tune so, in on. So when you start off the album with I wish I fucked your best friend, when you start the album off like that, oh I'm tuned in. I'm here for it. I'm here for everything you about to say, Jesse. And, and, and then like the next song. And then the I next song. <laughs> what? The next song you was yeah. tuned out. Man, she tried to like uh what is she supposed to be like the Kendrick or the 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 Eminem with the voices and stuff like this, her playing with a voice and stuff like that. If we like should have a good tone to a music, then go to a different voice. It, like I said, it, they do stuff to take me out of music, man. And that takes me out of the vibe. But your ass is also an old head R&B. Head. R&B. That's what I was, that's, that's that's what I'm that, saying. That's, that's that, what... That's what I, I personally don't want that in my R&B as far as the old, the old school vibes and stuff like that. As far as every single song, same cadence, same singing sound. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think Shorty is dope, man. Like, if you listen through to the whole album, which I know you guys haven't had a chance to because it just it, it just came out. You know what I mean? So these, these aren't deep dives. But, yeah, I, if you listen to the whole joint, I, I think the, the traditional R&B in the albums will come out as far as she has more than enough of those or whatever. She got a joint on there with Black. She got a joint on there with Eminem. Like, she she cold, man. She cold, man. Like, I think this album reminds me of, you know, y'all remember when like Mary when they used to say Mary J. Blige used to have the, when she was going yeah. through her breakup, she had them best albums. Yeah. This is kind of one of those things where whoever hurt her, you know, damn, bro. But he damn yeah. sure made for a lot, a lot of good music in this one. So, it, to me, I ain't skipped one joint on here like to be honest so, I, don't. I, I do I do want to caveat both these though with saying just like Party Next Door and Jesse Reyes I, w- I haven't thrown them completely out I probably will give them another listen because a lot of it could just be I ain't in that mood because I'm locked down quarantine in my house and I ain't <laughs> you know getting out in the back going to the different spot listen to it in the car it may sound totally different but I'm just listening to it in my my headphones at the house and it just yeah didn't catch it right off the jump. Yeah, it's, it's also about setting at the time. You know what I'm saying? So I I I, I can dig it. I can dig it. All right, man. So shit, it looked like we got we got everything done in the music segment, man. We but, got uh, one thing we forgot. And what's that? What we forgot about. Y'all talked about last week, you know what I'm saying? While I was, you know, on the front lines fighting Corona one squad at a time. Yo, this is Cash from Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I know you asking yourself, how can I support the podcast grow? Don't worry, I got you covered. Step one, subscribe to our YouTube page by searching Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast or DSC Podcast. When you get there, use some of our videos. Hit that like button and take it a step further and comment on the content. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
DSC underscore podcast. Same thing as step number one. Searching Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. Follow us for all updates. Peace. And I want to bring an album up. Y'all talked about some good albums. Um, like your five albums that you got to be locked down with, right? Yeah. You can five only have five albums. Y'all can only have five. Let's and go. Please, Let's hear yours. Well, I'm only going to give you one. You know, I'm giving you one at a time. You know, That's all you not, need is this one out. Well, no, no, no. I want my five, but I'm only giving you one right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I got to take my time. You know, I thought you gave a good one when you gave Confessions. I thought Cash gave a good one when he gave The Blueprint. You know, I think both these albums, y'all, I mean, y'all was giving some good albums, you know? But I'm going to start off with, listen, 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying, man. I Yo, heard I scratched that shit off my list at the last minute, like at the last minute, because I wanted Same. another R and B joint on there. I wanted another R and B joint on my my list. And, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you my reason behind it, which you probably don't like. Uh, but yeah, I did the same thing. I scratched it off in the last one. I'm a big Fifty Cent fan, so like that album, I just love. But it's at the same time, it's just like, bro, if I'm locked down. Glad y'all brought it up. Go ahead. Nah, if if, I, if I'm locked down. If I'm locked down, yeah, uh, I can't. I know, can't be listening to Fifty. I, need I can't be mad. Shit. I can't get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just go around just like, hey, blah blah blah. But see, but, but see, that's the thing though. The album took you more. It took you more than one place though. Like P I M P. I know you like my style. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it took you all over the place, man. It took you in the club. It took you in the Twenty One Questions. I mean, so you can't. I mean, but then it had you know, deaf many men. So I mean. That will be one of my albums. Now, I'm going to give you more than one. Because, um, you know, there's another album that I really, really did like. Um, if we're talking about albums, Lockdown 5, that's all I got to go with. But this album cannot put a a um, disclaimer on it. Can we, okay, pretend, can we pretend that we are only sticking to the music and not the person? Just the music, yeah. You can't take away what they did for the, from the music, man. Damn how stupid oh, they are. You about to be locked down with some little underage girls. I already know where this going. Listen, man. T- <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, okay. Go ahead. R&B album TP2, man. That's, man, he has some bangers on there, man. But it's R. Kelly, so you feel kind of awkward just by saying it. But if we just, if we can exclude the extracurricular activities, Hey man, he has some great music. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, and I'm like, I think we need to look past like the music. We shouldn't lose that music just because of what he did. TP Two was one of the best R&B albums. Ever. He did it before we knew. We should still be able to have this music. We didn't know at the time. I ever. was, I didn't know. I didn't know everything that was going on. Oh, you knew. So. You knew. You knew. No, you knew. <laughs> <laughs> you knew. You didn't want to know. <laughs> He said it in his first song. AJ nothing but a number. You knew. (laughs) You knew. You knew. You didn't want to know. Listen, we're not going down the particulars. I just said TP2, bad. That bad attracted that bad. You want to ride on my truck? Kelly was going in. Um, So that's two albums. Uh, Third album, listen, The Carter 2. And I'm a Wayne fan, so, I mean, that's not really hard for me. Carter, that whole first three Carters, I would love to say the Carter trilogy, but the Carter two was to me was probably one of his better Carters. They all kind of go hard to me, but the Carter two is one. I really, really was feeling it. 
So that's all I got. I only put down three. I ain't really had more than three. But okay, okay. I mean, I'm gonna come up with two more because you know I just want to make sure that I'm participating in the procedures because I thought y'all had some good albums. I mean, Jay Z. That that I tell you what, when I wanted to touch on that. That blueprint. To me, there was one song that catapulted Jay Z to where he is right now. Do you know what song he was? In my opinion. Now, which one? What was uh, Big Pimpin' or Big Pimpin'? Big Pimpin'. Yeah, bro. I mean, introduce him to the South for real, for real. And that's why. And that's what I'm saying. Because he brought in the Bum B and Pimp C, it introduced him and his style to the South, which kind of made him. Not gonna say it made him. What I mean is just it. It just made Jay Z okay to listen to down down South. Yeah. And and so, uh, his past and his uh his work with the Hot Boys on the remix for High. Mm-hmm. Between them yeah. two, yeah, those those was like what late nineties to early two thousands for sure. Yeah. So another album, you know, I just thought of another album. Sorry, well, you gonna give us all five, ain't you? You're lying. I, I'm only gonna get one more. <laughs> I'm only get one more because I want to uh-huh. really think about the last one. And this would be surprising coming from me, but it was a good album, Illmatic. What you listen to Illmatic like that? Yeah, no, that is old. very surprising. Yeah, it is. It is. I wouldn't uh, take you for Illmatic, uh, listener. No, Nas is cold. Like, that album was cold. Like, I mean, if you want to go, if we're talking about, you need some. I'm talking about something that I can play and and like not get tired of because I can't just say two chains because I, I I could probably live two chain my whole life. That dude is hilarious to me. Yeah, but. it's funny. Funniest <laughs> funniest rapper Ever. that isn't trying to be funny. That and that's the thing. He's dead serious. The conviction. But, I mean, these are these are four. If I'm gonna come up next part. I come up with number five. But I'm mean, you know that's just four that I could probably lock in and go with and rock out with. Okay. So yeah, like that, that, those are all good albums, huh, man? And yeah, trust and believe. I thought about putting some of them on there, but I had to balance it out. I had to have some smooth shit with the. With the hip hop shit and and balance it out, man. But uh, as far as balancing it out, man, when y'all not at work, man, what what are y'all doing on these TV shows and movies, man? I, I know y'all got plenty of time. I know, I know, I you got, ain't teaching the kids all all damn day, Prez. Nah, they got me. I'm actually watching some TV shows now. Okay, well, actually being at home this long, like uh, the wife forces me to sit down and watch some of these shows with her. Listen, listen, so, don't, uh, don't 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 use the wife. Don't use the wife against. <laughs> Hey, if you if you've been enjoying some of these shows, we're gonna need you to be honest here. Hey, for real though, she did put me on this. She was like uh, saying, "Let's watch something funny." And that uh, I don't know if I talked about it last week, uh, but the Righteous Gemstones oh. ran through that. Yeah, yeah, that is that's ran through funny. that whole season. That was that was a funny one. Uh, definitely say go ahead and watch it. if you love Eastbound and Down. I gotta go check add, that show I gotta out. add that back to my list, man. Because yeah, I, I fell off on that show, but so. Yeah. End up watching that, and then another one that's on the HBO uh, Avenue Five. It's uh, you about to hear it go again. Sci-fi. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a sci-fi type comedy. It's uh, the dude that played House. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's supposed to be on like this cruise ship that uh, takes flight in uh, in space, and it's supposed to go around Jupiter. It's supposed to be like a five month trip and it's a big cruise type little thing, right? Uh something goes wrong, it gets off course just by a little bit, but you get off course a little bit in space, it adds a ton of time just by the trajectory and all this little stuff, just if you do the scientific sci-fi stuff, right? Uh but it now it makes their 
five month period. Now it's turned into three years that they only the ship and they're trapped and you know oh just madness and see. <laughs> so that's, that's the point of it. <laughs> Why you laughing? <laughs> He's so disrespectful. You heard him, Prince. <laughs> Man, I ain't worried about him. This he let, he let out. He, he let out. He literally watches. He, he let out his side. All this stuff in like real life, though. He like, oh, that's survival. That's basically what they talk about. Oh, right oh, oh, oh. He's so, he so, he still mad from last week. He letting out his size. He can't even contain his. <laughs> Yeah. Why are you laughing, dog? I even I thought I was quiet. Oh Lord. <laughs> it sounds so interesting. But oh, <laughs> what what else you uh you watching press that you recommend for the people? Um, I'm I'm now I gotta catch up. I let a couple episodes build up on Westworld season three. I'll probably knock that out this week. And then uh they, they released that Harley Quinn movie uh on video on demand. So I'm gonna pay like the twenty dollars and go ahead and watch that. Oh shit, that is it? Is it out? Why are you gonna yeah, pay the twenty? Just, why are you gonna are you gonna pay the twenty dollars just to just to keep it going? Because you feel like you're doing yeah. your part. I want to do my part. Like I said, I right. feel like this is how movies should be released anyway. Did you hear? So, did you like, hear that last week? Press this little thing to where he feels like if they put these albums, not these albums, but these uh these these uh movies out a little bit quicker, that it can you know kind of kill the the movie game as far as going to the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Okay, but that's 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 my intent. Like they started to release these movies, like some of them that was released like a week or two weeks before this quarantine thing started hitting. So all the movie theaters closed down. So they made a little bit of money in theaters, but then now they're releasing them on video on demand, trying to get the rest of the money. But I would like to see this as a way moving forward. Like we don't really need movie theaters, man. Our TVs, like we got all got okay twenty seven k TVs at the house. Got a nice round sound system. Got my sound bar that sounds amazing. Uh, so let me watch it at my house and come to my own home, pay the twenty dollars. So I definitely support that. So for sure, for sure. Uh, what else you got on the list? Uh, and then uh, I watched uh, Netflix, uh, just finding random stuff on there. It was like one of those uh, reality shows, but it was called Battlefish. It's about these riding on the boats going to get the tuna. And, you know, like the they have four or five boats that where they talking to them and just like them trying to catch the biggest. But just what catch your eye is just like how much money they make just catching these fish going out for like a day or two, making ten, fifteen thousand uh, dollars just off catching fish for a day. That's crazy. OK. OK. What else you got? That's it. Yeah, that's it for me. All right, what about you, Rodrigo? What you've been uh, watching? What what can you give the people as far as recommendations? Well, first off, um, Perez, I wanted to let you know that that was a. I appreciate your list, and I'm gonna go back Man. and check out some of those. Yeah, come on, tell us about real uh, world or, or real lives, real housewives of San Diego, whatever you okay, want. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I was being serious, but you just disrespectful. So. Fine. Nobody wants to watch. Hey, you watch the Real Housewives of Potomac. You watch the Real Housewives of Potomac. No, only only one I ever watched was of Atlanta. Okay, that ain't your twist. Okay, okay. (laughs) So, I just finished uh, Love and Hip Hop of Miami. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong? (laughs) What's wrong with y'all? Go ahead, you got trick. Trick got it. Trick got his old lady back. Yeah, look and look. Hey, see, you watch it too. It look like, uh, like it. I have to. My wife is righteous and ratchet as well. Uh uh-uh, uh. Don't blame it. Don't, don't blame it on your wife. I walked so, in. I saw the end. 
<laughs> so it looked like they just started loving hip hop Atlanta back. So you know, I'm about to get back into that one. You know, um, I watched. You know, I had the Love Is Blind. I was on um the Millennial View. You know, we had a nice little conversation about the Love Is Blind jump jump off. That was a good little TV show. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Definitely. Um, if you ain't watching them, they, the ladies do a good job of breaking stuff down. Um, I also so I was on Netflix, and before I get to the good stuff, I started watching this other show that I thought was kind of boring but then i started watching it and i couldn't stop called the circle it was the weirdest shit but it was actually kind of good i don't know i don't know if it was good or not i wouldn't recommend nobody to watch it but if you ain't got nothing else to watch but then i started watching the most dumbest captivating thing you're gonna ever watch called the tiger king yes sir <laughs> i'm here with you <laughs> did you finish it no i didn't i'm like i'm on the episode they don't they don't the person got attacked by the tiger <laughs> Uh, like I haven't finished it yet, but I feel like I have to finish it. Prez, if you're um, in, in the mood to watch something stupid, this is it, man. This will have you. You can't. You can't turn away from a train wreck, man. You. You just absolutely cannot, man. Like, <laughs> it's. It's that. So, it's, it's that bad and good. It, it, so it's, give me. Give me a quick little spill. So basically, tonight. basically, you have this guy named Joey Exotic who. Who breeds tigers and he has like a tiger farm and it's in Oklahoma, come. I believe. Yeah. And but then you have the this other lady who she believes in tiger rights. And so they're like bitter rivals. And next you know, motherfuckers just getting tiger sick on them. Like it's just Yeah, they going they going back and forth. It's a whole crazy plot between uh um they like he's doing videos, like he has like I won't say a podcast, but he has like a video channel to where he going at her. He's actually shot at a, a dummy of her um, in the video, and it's like dynamite. Oh, everything. Dynamite like, blew her up, and like they, she's like an animal rights activist, and he is, you know. But then a let breeder. me ask you this question, Cash. Like, don't she got tigers in cages too? She do too. You know what I'm saying? But she claims that she does. You know what she needs to do as far as for the tigers, as far as care for them and not mistreat them and, and all those different type of things. So they just go I back and forth. It's 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 like I don't know if you ever watch any of these uh um how can I say uh It's like watching Real Housewives of Trailer Park. Yeah, it's the trailer park trash <laughs> it's trailer park trash type type shit. And you know, I hell I say it. The people at work said it too, that's why. But whatever. You know what I mean? So it, it's kind of one of those things, but it actually is pretty <laughs> good, man. When you when you start to watch it, and if you need time to waste, this is definitely the show for it's you. Definitely one to watch. Um, I'm still because I can't. I'm just this deep in it, and I can't stop now. Um, I'm still watching Walking Dead. Um, yeah, I left for, that shit two seasons ago. Um, for life, it's still it's still getting good. I feel like my man getting close, but I don't know. Um, so I mean, I mean, I got such, a, I got a plethora of shows that I'm watching. You know, then me and the kids, we still watching Survivor. You know, I mean, so I mean, it's, it's yeah, like, go. I knew you were gonna mention it. I knew you couldn't go without mentioning. Go ahead. Who who got kicked off the island now? We um uh, we did a we did a draft. You know, we draft like who we think gonna get kicked off and stuff. You know, so we we ain't, we ain't really had a chance to catch up lately, but it's on the five six, so we'll catch up and see what's going on. This is the new child abuse. You can't make your kids watch this stuff, man. Let them do it. Let them do that. <laughs> you just sat here and talked about a sci-fi spaceship that took I didn't make my kids watch. I gotta, I gotta say, yeah. man, if I'm if I'm listening, I'm not watching those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, neither. So, so people, 
Come on. It's Cash with the most diverse palette of watching here for you. I got the show that yep. you should watch. All right. Homeland season eight. All Carrie is in for the shits here, man. Carrie is in for so the wait, shits. Huh? Hold on. Homeland season eight. Season eight. That means you got time. That means you can go all the way back to season one and you can make it through this entire quarantine. Homeland. Where's Brody at? Brody's Cash. still out. I'm going to be honest with you. When Brody died, I stopped watching. No, no, no. <laughs> That's no. what I'm saying. Brody it got, got better. It other. got better since Brody died. It's way better yeah. since Brody died, and I'm, 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 I shit you not. Like the the cast of characters, every season has gotten better and better, man. So they've had their, they've had their season two type on the docks wire, you know, um, seasons. But more often than not, man, they're doing a good job with it as far as uh, and, and Carrie's carrying uh the way, man. So Homeland heavily uh advise you guys to go watch that. Narcos Mexico just finished that one, man. That shit was. That shit was cold, man. Go okay. watch it. Uh, For Life, I'm all caught up on that. I'm starting to see they're going to drag this one out here. Uh, so if they want this thing to last more than uh, a season, and this is what you got to prepare for a long fight here with him. So I'm not sure I'm going to keep watching, but uh, it is good. But, yeah, I think I might I might uh, tap out here. Um, on Netflix, Uncorked is about a guy that wants to be uh, – he's in a black family. He wants to be a Somalier. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah. Uh, so I've been hearing uh, this one. Like my wife is watching it while I'm reading when she's actually watching this one. Uh, I don't know much about the show. I just know like what the, it's just a, the it's a movie. I, yeah, I, it's a movie. Yeah, but the the soundtrack for it kept me like off guard from reading. It pulls me away from reading everyone. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, he got nothing but Memphis. It's uh it, clearly the person whoever made the the film is got some ties to Memphis, man, because he got nothing but Memphis. Uh. Artist songs on there as far as throughout the entire um, sh- um, TV sh- not TV show uh, movie, but yo the movie was dope man. It's about a cat uh, in a black family. Um, his dad owns a, a rib joint, whatever. He's supposed to take over the rib joint, but you know they kind of have one of them father son relationships where it's kind of like I want you to take over, but the kid wants to do his own thing and wanting to be a Somalier, which is a, a wine tester um, of I'm, these guys got to know everything where the wines from. The acidity, uh, the fruit in it, the all these other things that come with making wine. So it it was a good watch and it was um well done as far as um a, a movie goes. As far as if you're looking for something to to watch move, movie wise, um I watched Black Lightning. I'm almost through with with that. Um, Tiger King, of course, which her mentioned. Ozark is back, baby. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely. Getting ready to get into that the Ozark again. Ozark is back, so I can't. As soon, I, you know what? We had a minute, uh, a minute, an hour and twenty three minutes, and I can't get off this shit soon enough, so I can get to it. So, uh, (laughs) with that said, man, uh, I'm about to go catch Ozark. The Ozark that got the same dude that's in that uh, the Outsiders. Outsiders, yes, yes. I'm on the Outsiders. I'm, I'm on episode four, so. I'm getting through there, Perez. I'm getting through there. But yeah, same, same. Uh, what's it? Is it J- Justin Jason What do you think so far? Yeah. Oh, so it, it started to get slow at, at, at episode four. Um, but I'm, I'm just trying to pay attention. So I'm watching it late, later in the evening when everybody sleeps so I can, you know, actually catch the subtleties or anything. But I'm, I'm digging it so far, man. Okay. Hey, real quick. So before we get out of here, man, I want to also take the time to, to big shout out to, to young Benjamin Hudson. He picked up another offer. 
um, University of Nevada, big things, you know, happy for him. You know, the, the process and everything, and that's big stuff. It's starting to pick up big time for him and that whole recruiting aspect. I'm going to tell you something. You, when you want to talk about um, the difference in high school programs, um, was it maybe last week? Uh, my wife called. She's like, yeah, the coach came by and dropped off a bench press, a squat rack. I mean, you know, a deadlift, you know, the triangle squat bar, some some bands and some weights so he can lift in the living room to make sure he's keeping his gains up. Like, shit's not a game. Oh, so, okay. I so I, I'm like, damn, they're not even playing, man. So big up to him picking up the, the offer from um, UNR, and um, we're just going to keep this thing rolling. Okay, okay, yeah, man. Uh, Sooners, Sooner Nation out there, man, y'all talk to Big Ben, man. His name is Benjamin Hudson. No, hey, what's, the, what's the high school again? Uh, Bishop Gorman, sir. Bishop Gorman. Look, we can use a linebacker like Ben. We we ain't got any worth a damn, okay? So we can use a <laughs> linebacker like Ben. Hey, y'all get out there. Lincoln Riley, look, man, I need you to make your way to Nevada. Get my boy off. Listen, from your lips to God's ears, man. So, uh, uh, prayers, you got anything? Yeah, man, I'm uh, sorry. Y'all said about Tom Brady. I was all wrong, man. Tom Brady to go. Yeah, I get it. Don't worry about it, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just wanted to throw out a little bit. Uh, another thank you to our CMB club night with the boys to uh, Tier uh, Corey. Thank you again. Thank you for your support. Is that going to end it for the week? Is that what we talking about? That's we done. It. That's we done, man. We uh, we we done. We had an hour and a half, bro. But we got we gave them the content that they need and they want.